Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. One more hour and I'll be home Close my eyes and rest my bones Can't be more than a mile or so From Cincinnati, Ohio Cincinnati, Ohio I fucked up. I should have shit on that car. Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast episode... Is it 10? I think it's 10. Who cares? Uh, I'm your host, Coop, and we've got the, the all-female edition of the podcast today. First, uh, Callie. Callie, how you doing? Good. How are you? Um, hanging in there. Uh, Emily. Hey, guys. How are things? Things are pretty good. How are you, Coop? Uh, I'm all right. I'm all right. All right. Why don't we just uh, jump right in some hot fucking stove here? Uh, JT Real Muto is no longer a candidate to be traded to the Reds. He went to the Phillies for their number one prospect, uh, Sixto Sanchez, I think. Uh, and then uh, their catcher all up begins with an A. I don't even remember. And then another pr- prospect. Um, sounds like the Reds were never going to uh, include Senzel or Green or Trammell in the deal, so the Phillies went elsewhere. Callie, your thoughts on the Reds not getting JT Real Muto? I would have included Green in that deal. I would have sent him off. I I would have included, I would have replaced uh, India with Green if that's what it would have taken. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Um, I mean, it's disappointing because I think it was kind of like a pipe dream. Everybody kind of wanted it to happen because he's so good, but... Tucker's not bad. It's not the worst thing that could happen to us. I think that we've really we've kind of stacked the lineup this season. I think it's going to be good. I think that our bullpen looks better than it has in seasons. And I mean, I'm I'm disappointed, but I'm not like crushed or anything by it. It's going to be okay. No, and I think some people took it as an indictment on Tucker that they were going after Real Muto, and I don't think that's the case at all. Tucker is fine. It's just when you have a chance to acquire the best player at a certain position you go for then it. you try to do it yeah it's like if yeah. somebody tried to I... trade for joey Votto right now you can understand them trying because he's the best available absolutely it has nothing to do with how good or bad tucker is i mean he's he's not a bad player he's not a bad catcher i mean it's not as though he needs to be replaced it just wouldn't have hurt our lineup at all right emily I echo all of those sentiments. I think if you look at all of the off-season moves that have happened, and if you, if you would have told me, pick and choose your, you know, two out of three or your ideal scenario, it, I would be like, okay, this is the one that I would be okay with, okay with it if it didn't actually happen. Because it's like you guys said, it's not, it's not that Tucker's bad. It's just the Reds went for it, and the fact that they, you know, threw their hat in the ring. I'm happy that we were even, you know, one one of the top contenders. But the fact that we didn't lose any of our top guys and we still have Tucker, I think shows a lot just about, you know, exactly um, why the Reds didn't, you know, follow yeah. through with everything. Yeah. And I'm fine with what they've acquired and keeping their top six prospects. Uh, yeah, absolutely. There was there was that report that came out from Ken Rosenthal that I felt was bullshit from the jump that probably came from Miami where he said that there were uh, executives saying that the Reds were down on India 
and to me it was the Marlins putting it out there that they wanted more than what the Reds were offering, and Philly took the bait, went in with a yeah. better offer, and got the player. I think that I think that was easy to see through that that was the tactic that was happening. And I mean, I don't blame Rosenthal for reporting it. He's going to report what his sources tell him because that's going to get that's going to get people to read his articles. Oh, that's his job. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that is the man's job. What I'm curious to see is if Arietta and Romuto will do any, like, if they'll be each other's pitcher-catcher combo and, and how that would look. Yeah. Um, I I wonder if they'll, because Gabe Kepler is the manager, and he, he kind of does some wonky things, so I wonder how that's going to work if if the if Kepler would even allow him to area to have a per, personal catcher at this point. Right. Just a pipe dream. Yeah. Random yeah. thoughts in my head. Yeah. I, just like uh, Corey Kluber was probably a pipe dream. Yeah. Um, I I don't think the Indians actually were intent on trading him. I think they were wanting to be blown away and they just never got to that point. I agree. They wanted to be Harpered. Not everyone can be Harpered. Well, yeah. Um, so Harper and Machado are still out there. Uh, and people were trying to say this is evidence of collusion, uh, The that there's now there's going to be a strike in a couple years, that everybody's mad. I think it's just that there's not a lot of teams willing to commit $300 million right now. That's a stupid number of dollars. That's not a real number of dollars to most people. No, that's crazy. Exactly. That, that's wild money. So I, I get it. Like nobody wants to just fork that over willy nilly. Like you have to really think that through. I mean, look at the Hummer Bailey contract. It wasn't even half that, and it it ruined the Reds. Frankly, they're pitching for a long time. Well, I think that what people are discounting are just how bad some of these long-term deals have turned out. Obviously, There's just so much risk involved with a long-term deal. Right. that There really is. $300 million? Exactly. And no one's doubting that. I mean, Harper and Machado are both good players, but like that much money for however long a contract that they're looking for, it's unrealistic at this. I mean, it's definitely unrealistic at this point. Pitching and catches report is literally next week. Well, I so think, I think that... Part of the reason teams are gun-shy is the Prince Fielder deal was a disaster. It mm-hmm. was, like, I think it was nine years and like $215 million from the Tigers. Totally. So uh, terrible. Albert Pujols was like 10 years and 200 and some million, and that's, I mean, he, he's not anywhere near as productive now that he's like 45 or however old he is. Even going back to Mo Vaughn, when he signed with the Angels for like $90 million, really the only mega long-term contracts that have panned out have been Alex Rodriguez and Joey Votto and maybe a couple others here and there, but Robinson Cano, I guess, but he's been dealt in the middle of that deal. Right. There's just there's just a lot of evidence saying that even though they're 26 years old, at the end of that deal, they, they're probably not going to be worth what they're going to be paid at that point. Uh, there was Stanton. Uh, who, yeah, Stanton, like, that's true. I feel like I did the math once on what he makes per day just day like opening his eyes in the morning just because he takes a breath and until he's 37 he makes like over $60,000 a day which is just baffling to me I don't I don't 
understand that kind of money. That's that's fucking nuts. And I think that's where the fans kind of get, like, they don't have sympathy for the players because, like you said, oh. that's stupid money. That's a exactly. major disconnect. Like, no one can relate to that. No one's going to feel bad for you if you have a bad day at work that day, which, I mean, right. that's what it is to them. It's their job. They have a shit day at work, which everybody has, but it just happens to be that there's right. cost a million dollars or $5 million. I mean, I make like $15 a day. So it's like... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I think I make like seven, seven dollars a day. Guys, I haven't even done the math. There's no point. I, I don't want to be sad. Right. <laughs> it's not I get a lot. Like seven dollars a day and like three Mick Ultras on Fridays. It's nice. Yeah, and I, I mean, I get the uh, where people are mad at the owners and you're making these billions of dollars. Why don't you put it into the team? Why don't you put it into the players? I'm just not big on telling people how to spend their money. That's fair. And yeah. as long as as long as effort is being made, and I think this offseason the Reds make it made an effort. Uh, oh yeah. Three hundred million dollars is a lot of commitment, and so I don't blame I don't blame teams for being hesitant. I would probably if if it was me I'd probably go after Harper before I'd go after Machado, just because I think he's more of a premium position in like right fielder or center field. He could probably play center field. Um, and Machado was an infielder. I don't know if I want to give that kind of money to like a shortstop or a third baseman. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. Yeah. So the Reds did not seal the deal. Seal seal Muto the deal of Muto on real Muto. <laughs> <laughs> Those were my favorite tweets of yours. <laughs> Shout out to Chad Johnson and the Red uh, Red Leg Nation Radio because they uh, they talked about. Sealing the deal, Muto on Real Muto on their <laughs> podcast. Did they? That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> but one thing I wanted to talk about was uh, some actual sad news. Uh, Frank Robinson passed away, and I don't think people appreciate just how good of a player Frank Robinson was. In his later years, he was very important uh, leader in civil rights and. And I don't want to get into any kind of political things or anything like that. But as a ball player, he he's literally a top ten baseball player of all time. Just look at his nineteen. Uh, let me see if I pull it up. His nineteen sixty two season with the Reds. He hit. This is a slash line. Was three forty two, uh, four twenty one on base, a six twenty four slugging. That is an OPS of one zero four five. That's unbelievable. And then when he got traded as an old 30-year-old, I would burn down an orphanage to be 30 again. When he won the Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, your, your knees still fucking hurt. <laughs> but uh, when he was an old 30 and won the Triple Crown in Baltimore, he had an OPS plus of 198. That is insane. It's one of the greatest seasons of all time. Um, he won a couple World Series after he left the Reds. Uh, won MVP and was Rookie of the Year with the Reds, and then won that MVP when he won the Triple Crown. But, uh, I mean, he was just on the doorstep of 3,000 hits, 586 home runs, uh, career 294 hitter, career 389 on base. That's just amazing. I, I just don't think he gets the credit that a lot of guys, especially from his era, get. Like, people want to talk about Mickey Mantle and uh, Johnny Bench and Pete Rose and you know, on and on and on. I just, 
I mean, tell me your thoughts. I just, I just think that he's underappreciated. Yes, yep. he's underappreciated. <laughs> uh, sure. 14-time All-Star? I mean, that's, that's yeah. crazy. 14 seasons he was elected All-Star. That's crazy. I had the brief privilege of speaking to his wife a couple times, and, uh, and like, off the ball field, it, it seems like he was just a great guy. Like, she absolutely adored him just loved him like he did everything he could for her so i don't know i always thought that was kind of nice but his uh his career it was it was pretty outstanding yeah i mean people don't like he won a gold glove with the reds in 1958 people focus on his offense which was amazing but he was when he was younger he was a he was a really good fielder as well i don't know i just think that uh I just think that for some reason, and I, I don't, I don't have any idea why, but for some reason, he's not mentioned when you mention the greats of Willie Mays and, like I said, Mickey Mantle and DiMaggio, Ruth Gehrig. He's right up there with them. Absolutely, and I feel like he often gets swept under the rug or forgotten about. Underappreciated is a good way of putting it. And then you look back at his career and you remember all the things that he did do and just the numbers that he put up. And it's un- unparalleled, completely unmatched. And I think that, you know, all the attention that he's getting right now, which is very well-deserved, and people should be talking about it, but people should have been talking about it, you know, years ago. This shouldn't be a new development. But at the same time, he does have, you know, I think Brands tweeted stats outside of three major league parks, including our own. So taking a more time to appreciate his history here and not necessarily focusing on the fact that yes, he was traded, but what he did do while he was here and just honoring his life holistically, all of everything he did for civil rights, everything he did, like Callie was saying, like, you know, for his friends and family, just the full person of Frank Robinson deserves to be appreciated in my opinion. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's got the statue outside great American ballpark. Um, I just wonder if the Reds should uh, perhaps wear a patch this year. I think they should. I hope so. I think that they should. I don't know if there's any official plans, but I think it would be a good sign of respect if they did. And if you're looking for Frank Robinson memorabilia, the best place to go is the Cincy Sports Gallery, the uh, unofficial official sponsor of the podcast. Kelly, what kind of Frank Robinson (laughs) stuff you got? I have multiple Frank Robinson signed baseballs, cards, uh, graded cards. Um, I had a guy call like 22 minutes after I got the news the other day that he passed away and uh, asked if I had Frank Robinson baseballs and then asked me, is that your best price you can do on those? And uh, then all of a sudden I didn't have any anymore. So I thought that was funny. (laughs) That's so funny. That's very strange what a great way to pay your respects you know be cool about it don't don't be that guy do they think it's like pawn stars when they come in the store thinking they're gonna like have a negotiation yeah i get that all the time and i'm like dude i that's well above my pay grade like this is what i will give you if you don't want that then take it somewhere else i don't care (laughs) i now i have to clean it off and most of the time, it's like covered in cigarette tar, smoke, nastiness. Like this is gonna be like a big burden on my day, so I don't know. Don't bring me your 
cigarette riddled nonsense, please. Only bring the mint stuff to the Cincy Sports Gallery. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You let me know if you got, like, a 52 mantle. Bring that in. <laughs> I don't even have that. Nobody has that. <laughs> you could have one that went through your fucking... You could have put one in your toaster, and it would still bring you $10,000. It's nuts. It's completely crazy. I mean, I mean, I got some Barry Larkin cards if you want them. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> bring bring those in, please. I'd, I would love to take a look at them. I have a box full of unopened bobbleheads that has just been shifting around Emily, from apartment dude, okay, to apartment so, to apartment so, to apartment. So I was at Emily's the other day unloading some of her stuff from the move, big move into oh, move. a really cool apartment, by the way. Uh, oh, thanks. Shout, shout out to my apartment. You have good bobbleheads. I was looking through your collection of them and, and you have a few of them that, I swear to you, hand to God, like your own men will pay you two hundred dollars for. So mm. let me know Dang. if you need some cash. <laughs> I, I think I think that's more than I make in a day. So oh, there you uh, go. I don't. I, I'm sure that's what. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> what I'm saying is that yes, I would be totally down because right now they're literally sitting in a box under my bed. I was just and laughing because you know what like, to do with oh, them. <laughs> I have a great. You were like, "That's never been out of the box. I don't really care about that." I'm like, "Oh, that's weird because I know like seven dudes that would do weird things to get hold of that." Oh shit! Speaking of weird things in Cali. And weird shit. What are you talking about? You got any stories of some some odd stories that happen in the store? People coming in (laughs) that you would like to share. That I would like to share? No. <laughs> none. Actually, no. I I stay at home. I do nothing. Um, so give, us, give us a good story. No names. Don't be, don't be embarrassed. Um, let's see. Last week, a gentleman came in with a an alleged Ken Griffey Jr. signed baseball. It was an all-star game baseball from whenever the pirates hosted it in the 90s and uh it was very obviously forged very obviously and this guy went on a tirade tirade about how he got it done in person and it is absolutely authentic and i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about and is there someone else here that i can talk to and this went on for quite a while and uh yeah Basically, he went to three or four other places and got told the same thing. But that—that that is what happens every single like Monday, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. It's constant. Like someone's mad at me because they lied, and it's—it's it's unbelievable. It's constant. Um, oh my god, that was pretty good. Uh, uh, the other good story from this week was that some dude. This is completely opposite. Um, some guy came in and asked if we have public restrooms, which, frankly, I'm not a big fan of because someone has to clean them, and I have to tell Mark he has to clean them every week, so <laughs> he doesn't like that very much. So, some of you came in. No, I'm not fucking doing that. There's a bunch of bros that come in there. I'm not cleaning up some dude bathroom. That's not my job. Not my thing. I could not possibly be paid enough to clean up 
weird man pee all over bathrooms. That's disgusting. Ugh. Especially uh, when you're going to make it a public restroom. Absolutely not. Public no, restroom. Heck to the nah. Get the fuck out of here. Are you nuts? I'm not going in there, let alone cleaning it. Anyway, dude, shit everywhere. <laughs> like, all, all the fuck over the place. And I can't quite figure out what was happening. Like, were you trying to aim for one spot? I don't, I don't really know. That's disgusting. There, I, I can't, I don't know what to say. Totally normal dude, like, could carry on a conversation with you or I completely, I, I, you would never think that he would shit all over <laughs> a bathroom. Like, covered a six by six foot space in feces. You mean, like, outside I, the toilet? Yes, coop. All of it was like, I'm so confused. It is disgusting. I don't know Kelly. what you guys are doing, but you can't come to my store and do that. So, did oh he, my god, did he at least say, Hey, you might not want to go in there? <laughs> yeah, did he give you any warning? He was horrified. He was like, He was appalled by what he had done. Well, well, yeah, so is everybody else. He should be ashamed yeah. of himself. If I did that somewhere, I would, I would run away. I would, I would not go back to that state. Are you kidding me? And, well, he showed up at the counter and he was like, "I want to grab these couple bobbleheads." I was like, "Okay." So I bring him up real quick, and he runs out real fast. And I don't know, like a few minutes. It's a pretty big store, so you don't really get like disgusting but like it's like way down a hallway you don't get the waft but like fucking 40 minutes later i was like what in the hell is that so mark made me go home he he said that i would have a better friday at home taking a nap instead of cleaning up not wrong he was not wrong well if i had to pick i think i would pick going home versus cleaning up yeah the bathroom episode Oh my god! I didn't know. I didn't know that it was outside of the toilet. Like, oh yeah, oh. that's disgusting. Oh my well, god! I mean, did he just like? Did he miss? Was he that close? <laughs> so, do you guys think this is abnormal? So, I guess I've always done retail. So, my job before sports gallery, you know, when I had like a real job, I was the manager at a Barnes and Noble, and somebody one Wednesday evening took a giant shit in the mystery section. Like, dumped all over the carpet. It's not funny. It's, it's a fucking cow. Okay, like, at the end of the day, one of the jobs of all the booksellers is to go around, like, you know, rearrange the books, make everything look kind of nice, dust off some bullshit if, if it looks like it hasn't been touched in six months. Somebody fucking took a shit in the floor in the mystery section. Just straight in between bookshelves. So, so apparently this happens everywhere. All over the place. Did you have, like, cameras so you could see who did it? They were not good enough to tell who did it. There were cameras. If you want to rob a Barnes & Noble, by the way, like, they have bullshit cameras. Like, you can't see anything. (laughs) Just saying. I had no idea who did it. But it was disgusting. Uh, I mean absolutely foul and my job before that was working at a newspaper in which case like frankly you can figure out how much people shit all over everything it was constant just just i don't 
up. Don't work with people. They they shit on things, literally. <laughs> literally, people shit on Why things. Literally, they in shit public all places. Over everything. It's unbelievable. Oh my god. Well, since this I is just... the, the shit story podcast, I wonder if I should tell. Yeah, I, I one of my... know this yeah. Point. Please do. Like poop pod. So, <laughs> coop, we are. Pod. This is what happens at the. Emily Kelly Coop Poodcast. Poop, poop, poop. Oh my god. Podcast. The Poopcast. The Poopcast poop pod turns into the Poop Pod. So I've got two main pooping stories. And if if poop is something that you're not into, you might wanna mute this for a few seconds. But uh, I'll tell I'll tell at least one. The reason I never go to Golden Corral and have never stepped in front of a Golden Corral in about 15 years. Oh, thank God. Epcot? Great no, timing. I was going to tell the uh, Golden Corral, but I can tell the Epcot one after. Yeah. I, th- I think Epcot is what the people want, Coop. Oh, Everybody wants Epcot, but that is the, the end-all, be-all. So you got to tell the other one first. I'll tell the other one first because it'll, it'll, it'll set the mood for my uh, bowel disorder. That I don't really have, but still. So anyway, All right, let's go. Can't wait. So like I was saying, uh, I hadn't, hadn't been married very long. My in-laws were up from Lexington, and uh, we were doing some stuff around the house. And so we were going to go to Lowe's, um, but on the way we stopped at Golden Corral in Fort Wright. And oh my God, that's my home! I know exactly where that is. Sorry, yeah, distracted. So. The, it was the first and last time I'd ever been in there. Uh, so I ate whatever. Seemed, everything seemed fine. So we're in my in-law's car, and we're about to pull onto 275. <laughs> and it hits me like a ton of bricks that, oh, my God, I have got to shit. Like, full-on emergency. Like, there is no possible way you can just hang on a minute. So... I have to find a way to tell my father-in-law that if you don't hurry up, I'm going to shit in your car. Oh, my God. I mean, it was I'm bad. going to poop in your back seat. I mean, I was in a full-on sweat. And so we were going to Lowe's in Florence. So you had to go, you know, down 275, south on 75. We, we, by the time we get to the parking lot, I'm, like, moaning, trying to. Oh, to my God. I, I am not exaggerating. <laughs> So we get there, and I kind of do the whole, like, crab walk thing into the store, just trying not to strain myself. And I don't know where the bathrooms are. And so we find the, like, my wife was, like, 20 feet behind me because I was, I was moving pretty good. And uh, I find a, a worker, and I'm like, where are the bathrooms at? And he kind of pointed in a direction I was off. So I get in the bathroom, and I barely make it. And it is the loudest and most foul <laughs> thing oh you've ever God. heard. Oh, God. And I mean, I am just... If you've ever seen Dumb and Dumber, the scene where he's like on the toilet just going at it, that's, sure. that's what I'm doing. Was it really worse than Epcot? Oh, it gets a little bit better. Oh, oh God. I so, suddenly remember. I remember. So I'm sitting here doing this, and it's like... If you've ever been in a boys bathroom, it's like echoey and everything. I hear somebody walk in the bathroom and he goes, oh my God. And he turns around and walks out. 
my god. So, like, literally, like, 45 minutes of, like, ass murder later, I walk out, and I meet up with my wife. She's like, I almost sent my dad in there to see if you were okay, and I was like, thank god you didn't. <laughs> so that's oh the golden god. corral, and I've never been back, because those bastards poisoned me. Is that what happened? Uh, yeah, it was gold. I mean, it was literally, it was food poisoning. It had to have been. And it's also what happened at Epcot, by the way. Epcot food poison. Mickey Mouse poisoned your colon. Yes, Mickey Mouse. The happiest place on earth. Actually, it was. How on, dare you? Actually, it was Anna and Elsa, but I'll get to that part. All right. Fuck them, by the way. That movie was terrible, and I'm going there in October. So if you want me to, I don't know beat somebody up just tell me who mickey mouse want me to punch that guy um i'll hit mickey yeah hit just like punch goofy in the balls but frankly i should hit all of them because like that place is i don't know you go you go anywhere else all inclusive for seven days and it's like five thousand dollars for five people you go to disney world for three days for two people and it's like Twenty-five thousand dollars. So yeah, hit somebody. Yeah, oh my we, God. we stayed at one of the resorts where you had to take like the buses. We didn't stay on the monorail because mm-hmm. those are ridiculously expensive. Mm-hmm. But uh, so the Epcot story, since we're telling this Coop stories, poop stories with Coop. So we went. I guess it was last year. Disney did the whole thing, and so we're at Epcot, and uh, so it's me and my wife, and my daughter, and my son. We, we're, we're going to do, like, one of those character meal things. And it was in, like, the Norway section of Epcot. If you know anything about <laughs> Epcot, it's, like, different, like, country sections or whatever. So we're in, like, Norway, cause, and it was the Anna and Elsa kind of frozen thing. And I look at the menu, and it's like, <laughs> this all looks terrible. So I get these Swedish meatballs. Let's just say I regretted the Swedish meatballs. We get done there, and we're kind of walking towards the front of the park towards the buses and just like with the last story it hits me and it's like oh my god i'm gonna shit myself in the middle of epcot so we're so i'm like i've got my son was in a stroller so i'm like squeezing that thing and like white knuckling it and then these people the the people stop and say do you want your picture taken and my wife's like we gotta get a picture and i'm like I'm going to shit right now? all over the place. <laughs> so, I love you. I married you. I retain our vows. If you don't stop talking, I'm going to shit my pants. <laughs> well, I stopped for the picture because, you know. <laughs> <gasps> no, so there's you're a joking. Picture, there's a picture of all four of us, and I'm like got a forced smile on my face, but if you only knew what was about to happen... <laughs> Sweaty. Oh my god! I was oh yeah, I was like full yeah. on. It was it was happening. Can you see the death grip, like you have on the stroller in the picture? I don't know. I'll oh, look god. it up when we're done. Uh, it's on Facebook. <laughs> I would love to see that. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll 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 send that to you all when I'm when we're done. But uh, so anyway, so we're walking towards the thing, and I'm like, I gotta find a bathroom. And so finally, uh, we get near the near the big golf ball looking thing and uh, I see a sign for a bathroom I was like I gotta go bye and so I take off and get in there and of course it's like jam packed full of people so the only stall that was open was the first stall 
So I get in there, and I'm, of course, somebody had pissed all over the seat. So now I'm trying to clean the seat while I'm trying to hold this massive <laughs> eruption in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So anyway, I, I sit down, and full-on ass murder happens. Coop. Little did I know that there was a guy and his little kid in the stall next to me. The kid starts crying because oh he's telling, telling his dad, it smells so bad, it smells so bad. You pooped him out of there. I made a you kid shit cry. That you made a little kid cry at Disney, at Epcot, Disney, Epcot, at Disney World. In the at Disney World, Coop, you scared a kid out of the I bathroom. and just made a kid cry. Cry because of the smell of what was happening in the stall. That is foul. What is wrong with your digestive tract? Yeah, dude, I, I think the core of this, this issue is your digestive tract. <laughs> Should we discuss kale and lean meats? I mean, I'm not going to eat kale, but... Um... I mean, I'm not either, but I'm going to tell you about <laughs> kale. And if you're shitting like that, you should eat some You need kale. to eat some kale. Guys, I had kale for lunch. Don't worry. It definitely All helps right. with everything. Fuck kale. I'll, take, I'll, take, I'll take one for the kale. team. So... So I finally, so you know, get, get done. I mean, there were people like coming in and making comments like, oh, my God, you know, not like the guy at Lowe's did, but like kind of like, whoo, you know, people walking in and out. So I get out and I told that story. I've told both of these stories on Twitter and I've had people looking for the bathroom at Epcot <laughs> because they like they wanted to see the scene of my. You know what, Coop? When what? I go there in October, I'm going to find that bathroom. Oh, I, uh, on my Instagram one day, I was bored. You think I won't? No, I know which one it is. I put it on my Instagram. Um, like, a couple months ago, I was bored and just playing around, and I took, like, a snapshot from Google Earth of encircled where it happened. Yeah, that's my Epcot story. I don't have all that, but I'm going to text you and find out which stall it was and i'm going to take a photograph from the inside of that stall so just... you're gonna you're gonna go in the men's room yeah why not okay it's the first one the very first one. First one what the first stall i'll uh i'll send you the picture that i took oh. on put on my instagram um... <laughs> a toilet that will live in three no i didn't it wasn't the toilet <laughs> so it was just uh like a Google <laughs> Earth of like where the bathroom was. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> I will find it and I will. <laughs> so I'll make sure that it has been documented. Tally, you should put up a plaque. Here lies. Yes, here lies. <laughs> that Coop took that made a child cry at Disney World. <laughs> On this day. Disney World. <laughs> This is his big vacation, Coop. On this entire planet, he made a child shed tears because his shit was so gross. That bad. That is so... Wait, okay, so so what... Vaguely impressive. What did the dad say when the kid was like, Dad, it smells so bad? Right, like, I smell so bad, I'm crying. (laughs) Be like, same, like, this is terrible. I don't remember if he said anything because I was embarrassed. So... You were? Uh... That I was actually embarrassed. I made a kid cry from my foul stank. Fuck, man, you should be proud as hell of that. No. That's amazing. There's other things to be proud of than making a kid cry because your shit smelled so bad. 
<laughs> I do. Know. Maybe a few other things. <laughs> Just a couple other. So, okay, well, I didn't graduate college, so I would be proud. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's pooping time with Coop on this podcast. Pooping segment. Pooping time with Coop. <laughs> Hopefully, there's no more of those stories to come from me anyway. Oh, oh, there will be more. <laughs> I'm sure of it. No there's faith in your no fucking like. You've had so many up until this point. There is no way you go the rest of your yeah. year without another at least two or three fantastic tales of shitting everywhere. Well, honestly, all- the odds are not in your favor. In, in my defense, I, I'm here for it. In my defense, it was all contained to the toilet, unlike the guy at your store. Yeah, so that's good. You should, that, you that should be proud that- of that. You know what? No, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be proud of that because that is the goddamn bare minimum that society <laughs> expects of you. That is the absolute bottom of the barrel. If you can't shit in the toilet, you don't get to leave your house anymore. I'm sorry about it, but like rules is rules. I didn't make them. But you can't come shit in my bathroom. Honestly, so true. A great point. And Coop, uh, like, the, I am happy that neither of these stories ended with, like, and then I pooped in the Lowe's parking lot, and then I pooped in the middle of Epcot. Like, you made it to the bathroom. I made yeah, it. Yeah, like, in the I toilet. feel like it's yeah. not actually that offensive, because you didn't shit anywhere just absolutely abhorrent. Like, but, not in a library, not, like, a children's theater. Not sports galleries, so. Yeah, at my goddamn yeah. store, like, you did okay. You did a great job. I mean, I was literally... You it to where it was appropriate, which... Would have. I was literally I seconds. World. Both times, I was literally seconds away from shitting my pants. <laughs> what was the story about how you were in Lowe's or Home Depot? That was the one, uh, first one I told. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Callie's paying attention. I was oh gone God. for a minute. I had to go Golly, pick up yeah, my fucking right. food. Yeah. So I, I've pooped my pants one time. <laughs> if if if. <laughs> If we want to get into it, yeah, we can. True. If not, really. So See, I always thought that was weird, but I've literally never had a boyfriend that did not poop his pants in front of me. Ooh, so Emily, I had kind a... of want to hear it Ooh. because I never understood. So I was mortified and I bawled my eyes out. So this like wasn't that long bad. ago. <laughs> it was um, last year. I was training for the uh, Queen Bee Half Marathon and was you know, mid run on a run and it just hit me and I wasn't anywhere near a bathroom and it just happened. And I had an emotional breakdown. I get in the car Wait. of someone that I'm running with and they're like, are you okay? Like, like just like, was like, Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. And they're like, Oh, don't worry about it. And I'm mortified. I'm, you know, my eyes are puffy. I'm super embarrassed. And they're like, don't worry about it. And I said, what do you mean? They're like, oh, every runner poops their pants at least once. Like, every single runner I've ever met poops their pants at least once. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, oh. Yeah. They're like, yeah, well, welcome to the club. It's like, this is not the part that I was that I signed up for. I signed up for, you know, running this distance, camaraderie, free beer. I signed up for 15% off your newsletter. <laughs> no, dude, honestly, I... Uh, okay, so I made that comment about all my boyfriends having shit their pants in front of me. Um, most of them were runners, and I guess I didn't get it. And I always heard that that was a thing. And 
Now I won't make fun of it. See, this is what Oh, I you can make fun of it. I don't care. No, no, of course not, Emily. I'm just kidding. Of course not. This is what I don't <laughs> Because I, I also had... <laughs> okay, so out of the ones I was talking of, um, there were a couple that flat out did not run or do anything ever. And still, that happened to them. So don't be too embarrassed, because at least you were running. Explain the story to people, and, th- and they're like, oh, but you were on a run. And I'm like, but I still was like in the middle of Oakley, just... just continual beep. Beep, beep, beep. Oh, yeah, the car alarm. Sorry, I cut out a little bit. Tell yeah, I, I should have shit all over that car, right? I told you to. I know. I was I was embarrassed. I shouldn't have. I, I was too afraid to do it. How long? I, For five and, and a half hours? Punk, I fucked up. I should have shit on that car. <laughs> if it does it again, I feel like I would just get... More flashbacks. Like I feel like you would have to do it then. Emily, if it does it again, I'm gonna beat that thing in with my baseball bat. I'm going to end the life of that vehicle. I'm so proud of you. On the street all day. It's so it's a uh, Liverpool fan, which I had nothing against until, of course, this incident where it's Porteous Double Parker. Like one of those neighbors. Oh my gosh! Like oh, the worst kind of person. Parked in 17 different spots at once, and then you look, and he really is in like three of them, and you want to strangle him. I thought this man to have his license revoked. Maybe, he, maybe losing numbers. his car would be a blessing. So I'm sorry, I cut out a little bit. Did you find out whose car it was? Yeah, some dickhole with like a fucking a Kentucky license plate with uh, all this Liverpool hate, nonsense. Those people. Those Kentucky people, I swear. Those You'll Kentucky never people. walk alone. You will never walk because I will break your kneecaps. <laughs> uh, Quit double fucking parking. It makes me nuts. There's like seven parking spots on this street. And I swear every time that guy parks here, suddenly instead of seven, there's like four. Huh. So is he like this is like girlfriend live like around you or something? I don't know. I should make I should pay more attention, but I have no idea. He's annoying though. Like who parks like that? What kind of an asshole parks like if, if you're the first spot and you're stop sign, why are you six feet back from the stop sign? I don't I don't get it. Uh I feel like if you if you literally don't know how to park, you should not be allowed to park. I mean, and I, if you can't turn off your car out. alarm after four hours, then I just I just park in my garage. So, wow, humble brag. We we get it. You have a garage. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Coop. You just took a year off the back end of my life. Well, at I work I park that. in a parking garage too. So, oh my god, I garage to garage. I'm sorry. Oh, all I want is a garage. Oh. A garage would be so nice. Oh my I gosh, did, hey, I would that not be nuts? Okay, hear me out. Hear me out. This is nuts. A garage and a dishwasher. I've got a dishwasher. You were asking for two. Holy shit! You have both? (laughs) You have both. Now, I didn't have a garage until May when I moved. My old house didn't have a garage. I don't give a fuck. Say, Say it. Say you have both. I have both. I hate you. (laughs) I just hate you. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, it, it took me until I was 38, but I got both. Callie, it's it's not too late for us. We too could get both one day. 
I am seething with palpable envy. Just the next time I am tracing my goddamn trash down, I don't know, like half a block of of people hollering, as you will. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to remember the fact that other people have driveways and... I mean, I gotta take my garbage down the driveway. You're, but it's your own private driveway. It is. Yeah, mine goes down the goddamn <laughs> block. Mine goes down the block and into the trash receptacle area, which is fenced off. Which there's always somebody in there who is rifling through all of it, not because they like necessarily have to, but because it is. I, I, I don't really know. It's always like totally well-to-do people. Like, worried that I'm not recycling or something. As oh. though the fucking trash guy doesn't dump our recycling into the garbage, which he does. Yeah, every- I've seen that too. M- I would I'm- love that investigated Dateline NBC. I would love to see somebody interview my trash guy because he fucking dumps our recycling directly into Rumpke every week. When I was in college. I don't college. trust him. <laughs> when I was in college, uh, the apartment I lived at, after the first time of throwing garbage in the dumpster and a homeless guy being in there and scaring the crap out of you, you learn to look to make sure you weren't hitting a homeless guy with a big load of trash because they would go in there and get the cans. Because, you know, in college, I don't know if you know this, but oh, no. people tend to drink in college, drink alcohol. Really? They, they drink They drink the beer in college. Mm, tell, me, tell me more about this beer in See, it's college. This, it's this, it's this, I didn't go. I have no idea yeah. what you're talking about. So, like, Apparently, you, you drank know, beer before you were 21. I mean, I just, I just would go to church and pray. So, uh, but <laughs> oh apparently my in college, God, you heathen. Apparently in college, people would drink the beer, and so you know you would throw that away. And back when I was in college, not to date myself or anything, but there wasn't the recycling receptacles everywhere. You just threw it in the regular garbage. Well, okay. Well, you don't worry about that anyway because they just throw that in the regular garbage. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, after the after you get scared a couple times um, of hearing a scream and you throw a garbage bag in the dumpster, you realize somebody's in there getting the cans. Maybe look before you just toss. Mm. See, ours are all ground level, so if I were to toss it, I would know for a fact that I'm taking out a human being. So uh, I, I don't really have that issue. I just have the issue that it's... It, they dump all of it into the fucking trash, the trash truck, the rumpy truck that comes by once a week. There's no recycling. It's all a lie. It's a lie. It is a lie. I swear to God. I, 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 hand to God, grandfather's grave, whatever. Like they toss the recycling into the trash. Oh, I've seen, I've seen that happen before. Like, I I, he's agree. full of shit. He is not recycling anything. So that'll about wrap up this episode. Uh, Callie, you got any, uh, Final words. <laughs> I'm excited for a good red season. Yay. I'm super excited that Kevin is coming to opening day. That's going to be awesome. It's going to be really cool. Kevin's yep. wife is badass, and she got him a ticket last yep. week. Uh, much to his surprise. And he's going to get to enjoy opening day in Cincinnati for the first time in years. And he is super pumped, and so am I. Yep. Kev uh, is going to leave his wife and 47 kids at home to come to opening day. 
I can't believe he's leaving her with 47 children. I mean, she's a saint. And that's just 47, 47 right now. It's probably going to increase by the time opening day gets here. I mean, like, that's like enough to declare At a least. national emergency. That's, that's so many children. So shout out to Kev and his... Uh... Shout out to Kev's wife, actually. Yes. Shout out to Kev's wife. <laughs> so, Emily, any final thoughts? Um, very excited for the Reds' upcoming season. Rest in peace to Frank Robinson. Um, the other night I was lying in bed trying to sleep, and I was just thinking about how it's going to feel walking into GABP on opening day, and got a massive cold chill. So I'm just so excited. I wish it was here already, but March 28th can't come soon enough. Well, I hope know. you're super excited because you're going to sit super close to me. You know, Girl, of course, you know. Yeah. You know that, that mutant rat in Pennsylvania said that, it's, that we're going to have an early spring, so let's hope that the mutant rat who can't predict anything because he's a mutant rat, but let's just hope that he just happens to be right this time. Isn't that like an overgrown rat? I don't know. Is a groundhog a rat? I'm going to say it. Is it? Yeah. yeah oh, I have for yeah. sure. But, I think so. I mean, I think that most things with four feet and two ears are rats. Like, my cats are pests, for sure. I, I mean, love them, but they're, they're shit rats. What kind of idiot started that tradition, by the way? Oh, here. Let me pull this oversized rat out of the ground. Hey, and act like I can talk to it. And tell me if it if it's going to be spring early or if it's going to snow for six more weeks. What kind of moron came up with that? This is my hot take on that. In the past, the old times, they had nothing to do. So they came up with random shit to do. Versus now, we have the internet. And we can just sit and scroll on Twitter all day. But back then, they had to come up with, with separate shit, such as Garnock's Day. So shout out to uh, former Red Devin Mezzarocco, who is from Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. You don't know that that thing is not freezing to death. You don't know that it is not shivering. Well, I mean... But have you, have you actually watched the footage of when they pulled the rat out of the like, little hole? Of course. You just don't know, okay? I mean, I'm just kidding. Fuck that rat. That thing is dumb. I, I hate the holiday. The whole thing is ridiculous. It's probably got rabies. Of course it's not rabies. That's why letting you pick it up. Any groundhog that does not have rabies is going to run away from your dumbass human hand. Of course it has rabies. I mean, they should I hate just, it. just put out the rat poison and kill the groundhog. And if, when his body, you know, decomposes, then you can say, oh, well, maybe, maybe it's spring now because it's now just a bunch of bones. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So. Sounds like well, a good plan to me. So that, like I said, that'll wrap up the podcast uh, on that you know, lovely note. Uh, so for Emily and Callie, this is Keith Fan. Uh, we'll talk to you later. <laughs> Stay alive, and I promise so.